Welcome back to the Hollow Sky Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Steven. And Kyle. And it's Monday, Hollow Cult. You know what that means. We're here to push you through that work week and get you to the weekend, at least to Wednesday, where you can hang out with us on the night shift. But more importantly, the weekend, to where you ain't got to deal with everyday life. Kyle's put together some uh, Dwinde encounters, which I am stoked to get into. But you know the drill. Before we do that, we got to get through all of our business, take care of the housekeeping. So check us out at all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Discord, and Reddit. Come join the Hollow Cult. Be part of the community. You know the drill. If you have a listener experience you'd like for us to share on our Thursday show, Kyle's got some information that was presented to him on a small crispy pancake from a possible Duende itself. It's true. It's true. He he was making some deals with me and he gave me some pretty important information. And that information is going to be that if you have a wild experience that you need us to portray to the world, we'll be more than happy to do that. But first, you have to write it out, shoot it over to the email, which is going to be hollowskypodcast at gmail.com. You could also record yourself via smartphone, send it to the same email. You can call or text the holophone, which is going to be 618-556-0837. You can send us cool shit or weird shit to Podcast P.O. Box 145, Field in Illinois, 62031. If that was too fast or you just were like me and you're not really trying to write that stuff down, all that information is going to be in the show notes for you to check out and get as needed. As needed if you'd like to support the show plenty of ways to do it uh first we have a patreon and attention all of our patreon members gonna make an announcement here i think uh we're gonna shoot for april 1st we are going to be revamping the patreon so the tiers now are going to fade out where if you are a member and your tier disappears You are still a Patreon member, but you are just not a paying member where you don't get any of the things advertised, none of the extra content, any of that. We were going to be uh, going to a singular tier, I think, probably around the $7, and that gets you all the shows, ad-free content, any Patreon content we put out, but we're trying to consolidate it a little bit to kind of make it easier for us because it's it's hard to follow and track if we're being completely honest with you. like sending out stuff and trying to get people's addresses is just, it's a never ending chase. So probably April 1st, the old ones are going to go away. I'll be making some announcement on socials and on Patreon. And then come April 1st, there'll be one singular $7 tier that you guys can, you have to go in and re-sign up for if you're still interested in being a Patreon or a patron, but just letting you know that, um, we have a website, you can go to the store, get some hollow merch, some stickers, some shirts, some hats, all sorts of goodies over there. Represent the hollow cult. Got a Venmo. You can throw some pocket change in if you're interested in that. Best thing you can do, share the show word of mouth. Share any episodes we drop. Share, just share, 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 share. The more people we get listening, the more chance me and Kyle have to create more content and keep it rolling. Another thing you can do is go to wherever you catch your podcast at your podcatcher app and leave us a five-star rating and review. 
helps us out tremendously in wading through uh, the sea of paranormal podcasts out there. If I find it, I'll gladly shout you out. This five-star rating and review for this week comes to us from our friend Mike3131. Mike says, awesome, five stars. Awesome show, great content, love it. Been a fan since hearing you guys on the Confessionals podcast. Keep up the great work, guys. Shout out, Mike. Thank you so much for uh, sending in the love and the stars. Uh, shout out to Tony and the Confessionals for putting us on, getting us over. Uh, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Love hearing, love hearing the good words. Yeah, it's awesome. It's always, always good to hear the feedback that we're kind of still trucking in the right, right direction, I should say. I feel that. Well, we're just going to throw it, throw it to Kyle. He's got some, get it. drop some Dwinde knowledge on us and I am here for it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that it's very educating because ah. we are not of high intelligence. However, I do have some pretty weird encounters one in particular is extremely bizarre i love it that i am excited for everybody to hear because i really don't know what to make of it <laughs> it's it's awesome. weird so first things first what's twin day because mm, i would say a lot of people probably haven't heard or have heard the phrase before but just uh, they don't know what it is well if you Go to the old Googles and look it up. Duende is a humanoid figure with a lot of different variations. These beings are very similar to that of dwarves, gnomes, or leprechauns. So it seems like Duende is kind of like a all-in-one for these smaller, mischievous friends of ours. I love it that this is coming hot off the trails of the pancake episode, the ultra terrestrial pancakes. I'm digging it. Yeah, that's uh that really wasn't intended either, honestly. Like it I don't even know why that I chose this episode. It just kind of popped up in my head for some reason, which is kind of weird. The universe talking because the next the next one I've been looking into, uh the one will probably drop next week or the week after the blue man phenomenon also goes into that realm. Which is weird. It is Strange. weird. It seems like we're on this like Bay Trail ish. That's here of late. What a weird ish. trail to be on. It, oh Almost, yeah. Do I start leaving gifts for the Fay outside of my house to try probably to should. lure them in? I'm saying yes. Well, if we're waiting I'm for the weird, yes. we're gonna have to make it weird because the weird is not waiting for us. Well, in the, in the, that realm is just so hard to like tap into because if you try to look it up, it's, it's, there's a lot of like fan fiction type shit or D and D stuff. So it's hard to kind of sift through reality and, in fiction. Yeah. The, the Faye realm is so wild. I rewatched, I rewatched Josh Gates destination truth episode from 2008 which is um, awesome. Icelandic elves. Not only do do they mention that 54% of the Icelandic popula- population believes in elves. More than half of people believe in elves that they exist then don't. But they also, the guy he's interviewing says that there's hundreds of encounters of people in Iceland that were invited in 
to Elv Homes to eat pancakes. pancakes. Thank God. What? It almost makes you want to do an episode on strictly Icelandic Pancake. elves encounters oh. and or pancakes. Yeah. Dude, so Either weird. one is satisfying to say the least. What an off the wall, out of pocket nugget of information that ties so much weird shit together. Oh, but anyway. Yeah. yeah. Back to yeah. Dwinde. So the name Dwinde apparently originated as a contraction of the phrase Dwinde Casa or master of the house, which is fucking weird. It is. Weird. It also could have been taken from another being from the Visigoth or Swabian culture because it has very similar looks to the Tompt. I don't know if I said that right, but I tried. So we visualize these beings as like when I hear it, when I hear someone describe or talk about the Duende, my, my initial reaction, like the way my brain wants to visualize these things is kind of like a gnome essentially. And apparently that's that it is right. And it's wrong at the same time, because they're apparently a wide variation of Duende. So I feel like Duende is kind of like a, it's kind of like saying human essentially, because there's a lot of different variations of us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we look different. We act different. And it seems to be how these things are. The The variations are crazy because Steve just kind of pointed out the Icelandic elves, which are small, you know, beings. And the fact that these beings have been spoken about across time, across the planet, is another oddity that is harder to explain. The fact that all these different cultures have lore on these small little creatures that have similar attributes to them, they, whether it be their looks, the way they dress, how they act is fascinating because it, 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 like we've talked about it, it definitely where there's smoke, there's fire. It's gotta be, there's no way that cultures across the planet who, as you would think, haven't even spoken to each other, have the same encounters with these things. Yeah. And a lot of people you see interviewed about Fey entities usually say the same statement that whatever these, whatever this race of entities is, has been here as long as humanity has probably longer. Yeah. Which is wild. It's, it's crazy to think it's, it's it, like, it's just mind numbing to think that they have exist existed so thick in cold. Like you said, the Icelandic people over half the people of the entire area are like, Oh yeah, absolutely. They're, they're real without question. Yeah. More people believe than don't believe. It's wild. It's, it, it's awesome. So in the more Southern 
hemisphere of the planet. Here are a couple different variations. Utterly fascinating. However, I'm not good with different languages, so it's going to get a little tricky for me. We'll go with it. Yeah. The first one's Anhanas. Nailed it. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. That was a hard one. Um, These ones are described almost like the nymphs of ancient Greece. They're beautiful beings with long flowing hair that they comb for hours a day. And apparently they dress themselves in dresses made of, and I don't know that I don't know if this is literal. I'm assuming not. I'm assuming that they, they create the, the things on their dresses, but it says that they're made up of stars or stardust and wear pearls. So I don't know. I'm assuming it's like a depiction of stars. However, they use stardust, so I don't... And maybe there's something else in the lore of stardust that I'm unaware of. There probably is. But these these same beings, they typically have floral crowns and staffs. Dude, that's so weird. Yeah, and their, their size changes, too. Most of the time, they're as tall as a flower. However, they have this ability to get as large as you and me. Because... Since I went on this path, trying to connect the phenomenon together, I've come across multiple instances of people who are in the midst of an alien abduction stating that whatever these alien entities are, have either staffs or like a wizard, what do you call them? Wizard rods, wizard sticks, I can't... Think of the word. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Like a multiple encounters of alien abduction abductees stating that these things are carrying staffs or wizard sticks. Wizard stuff. I can't think of the damn name. I, I like wizard sticks because I can't think of the name either. But wizard <laughs> sticks is appropriate. Name, right? Harry Potter. Wizard sticks. Our Harry Potter people out there are gonna be like, "You're an idiot. You're an idiot." Yeah. Uh, that's so weird. Dude, it just it escapes me too. Um. And, and on that note, not to keep cutting your grass here, but there are accounts of people who uh, have encounters with whatever these beings are, be it fae, be it aliens, whatever, where they, they let the people know that they can change size. They said, I can change size. I can, I can uh, change time. All sorts of weird shit, bro. I love how they just throw that one out. They're like, I, I can change time. Yeah, we can. We like, can they, they're time. like, I can, I can change my size. I can change the color of my shoes. I can change time. Which in alien abductions, what do we have? Whatever. Yeah, missing time. Hmm. It is weird. Hmm. That's that's an eerie correlation. So it makes you. It makes you wonder if the two are the same, or it's also not out of the realm of possibility that they both had the ability to manipulate time because could, yeah, very well could be, you know, the, the Fey realm might be more of a, a, I'll say mystical and the ET could just purely be tech. Very well, you know, could be. it's, it's, it's super interesting. And then it would make you wonder how many abductions are actually Fey yeah. versus ET. 
so many things specifically in those two realms cross over even little even little bitty facts uh, little bitty scenarios that one will have and the other will have that you wouldn't think like like people don't report seeing bigfoot run around with staffs and wizard sticks yeah no it's all it's relatively the same yeah when you when you hear bigfoot encounters it's weird it's weird anyway weird my brain dude something about something about this fey realm and the fact that we we have both dove into it separately because we don't normally know what we are digging into and now it's all come together just makes my brain go on a tangent and i'm sorry back to the and hannas oh no, it's it it is weird whenever because like you said we don't we don't ever talk to each other about what we're writing about it just happens, and apparently we are fixated on this this fey realm or it's fixated on the possibility of I hope so, <laughs> Same. because we could use a little bit of weird in our life. You are correct. Um, this next one I don't have a lot of information on, but it's a pardu. And apparently these are the mountain Duende. They're just, that's all it says. That's all I got to find on. They're just basically mountain dwellers. Um, Buscosos. These are taller and dress in moss and leaves. They play sad songs on their flutes to help guide shepherds through forests. Apparently these Duende are very compassionate and hardworking they will actually repair the barns and homes of humans that have that have had these dwellings collapse due to weather. Dude, that's you, so cool. Yeah, it, you hear of similar tales in fae folklore where if you're kind to certain fae, they will help you do things around the house. Whether it be clean up, there's there's um I guess like tree fae essentially that if you're kind to the trees in the environment, they'll help you take care of those trees. So it's, it's very similar in that aspect. Like I said, I feel like these two, the Duende and, and the Fae and all, I, th- I feel like that's all connected. I, I don't see how it's not. It is weird that like, they're all the ones that you've mentioned. Cause I was looking up Anhanas while we were talking and it said that they're said to live primarily in water, like fountains and springs and stuff. Right. It's almost like each one has a different almost element that it, it clings to. Right. And if you, and with that point, which is a great point, and it sparked a, a thought in my head, look back at Native American lore, how you have uh, water gods tree gods you know what i'm saying like they yeah. are spirits I should, I should say spirits what if it's the same thing exactly exactly you know what i mean like, like the it phenomenon just, it's weird because in, in my blue man investigation i tie it back to old gods it's weird bro yeah and and you hear like where they said to live in in water and springs and rivers and ponds and it spends all its time taking care of its hair, brushing its hair. What's that sound like? Like a mermaid. Uh, yeah, mermaid. mermaid lore. The the guys or the the sailors would see him and they'd always be, you know, brushing their hair, taking care of their hair and yep. shit. The flutes. We've how many and we've had multiple people come to us about hearing flutes in the woods. 
back to the Anhanas, was it Appalachian intelligence when he was telling, telling the story about the old lady in the pond, the woman in the pond, yeah. like luring yeah. people out there. Yep. Like dude, so much shit just ties together. It's, it is weird that they are like tied to specific elements. Yeah. And I do, I do think that lore of, of the past probably like what they're experiencing are probably the same essential entities or beings that are being talked about in this culture and these sections of the world. It's just that the way we describe is a little different, but that that's, that's humanity, right? Like you and me could see an object and we would both, we would both most, most likely use different descriptive, descriptive words yep. to explain yep. to somebody what that is. So it makes perfect sense. That is awesome that these Buscogos, Busco, Buscosos, or however yeah, you say, you say it, it. Buscogos are, are out to like help us help people in need. I also, yeah, I, I think it's fantastic. Circling back to how real people take this, the Icelandic road commissioner will purposely run highways around what they believe to be elf structure, elf rocks and stuff. That's awesome. We'll run the highway. We'll not fuck with it. That's awesome. And I actually have a case that will be presented later. That is not the same thing, but it's kind of the same concept. Awesome. Awesome. And it is fucked. It's actually, I just remembered it. It's another one. So there's two of them that are extra (laughs) fucked. Um, the next one is Dinos, D-I-A-N-O-S. These ones are interesting. They take on the figure of, which is, uh, you could literally link this to other shit. They take on the figure of horses, cows, rams, and other domestic animals. They can apparently even take on the form of a human baby. Sometimes they will appear as a white donkey. And it'll stand on the side of the road. If you mount this donkey and try to ride it, it will let you. However, as it keeps moving forward on its journey, it will keep picking up the pace until it is an unrealistic pace. And it's it's not trying to hurt you. It's I think it's just fucking with you. It makes it more or less a traumatizing ride. And then the asshole brings you right back where you started, lets you get off, and then it goes on its way. That's weird that they take the form of babies. Yeah. It's also reported, and in the culture, it's reported that these things, these particular ones might be responsible for weird noises, like in in the woods and stuff, mysterious lights or any other weird phenomenon that frightens those at night. That's so weird. Good that, that now they could essentially be responsible for orb sightings, which tie into Bigfoot sightings and tie into UFO uh-huh. sightings. How uh, many, how many accounts have we heard where you just see those little orbs, glass orbs moving through the woods and stuff? Yep. Tons of them. There's tons of them out there. Uh, Reply the back to them taking the shape of babies reminds me of changelings. Right. Where uh 
offspring of fairies or elves are substituted with a human infant. According to certain legends, the abducted human children are given to the devil or used to strengthen the fae stock. Some of them want to punish the parents for some reason. Other want, others want a little pet or plaything. Some stories detail how certain fae groups find raising their own young more difficult than raising human babies, so they swap them. It's fucking weird and that terrifying. Sucks. It does suck. It's also interesting to note that they have the ability to change into animals, just like the Skinwalker. Yeah. From native lore. And if the research is correct, that was a gift to the indigenous people from the gods to help protect them at first until it got perverted later on. So it's interesting. There's another one that is Enanos, E-N-A-N-O-S. These dwell in the forests. They guard the riches of the subterranean world. They will also tempt the greed of peasants by offering them bags of gold or silver that will eventually turn into dead fern leaves and white pebbles. But sometimes, if you are a good good enough person, these beings will actually help you find your lost possessions. The subterranean world. Yeah, that's what it said. Very interesting. And it says guard the riches of the subterranean world. Bro, I'm, I'm going to be so pissed. If I'm out in a cave, and one of these things come and hand me a bag of gold, and when I get home, it's just dried leaves. Oh, yeah. We're going to have a sit down. Yeah, we'll go back. Conversation. You're going to get a solid talking to. Yeah. Strongly worded letter <laughs> sent to the subterranean world. Can't be messing with us like that. These are so weird. Uh, there's it's another almost one like a catch all, a paranormal catch all. Yeah, yeah, it's it is kind of like that. There's another one called the Trentus, a small duende being, either, and this one's fucking weird because I actually found a correlating um encounter that I was actually talking to you, Steve, the other day whenever I was referencing Pan. However, you listen to this little fella. A small duende being either made up or clothed in leaves, moss, roots, and twigs. They live in thick hedges and love playing pranks on people. Namely, pulling down the skirts of women and pinching their butt. <laughs> but as you, read, as you read more into it, it definitely feels like they are a part of the fey lore without question. They also tie into things like native belief, like I, I touched on earlier. Uh, Because they're apparently Duende that, and I think this is what, even when I was writing this, made me reference Native Lore because they're apparently even Duende that are in the shape of clouds and can make it rain or hail. Yeah. I'm looking through like lists of Duende. And there's one, have the ability to make it rain, hail, or snow. Yeah. Bells ringing of, bells of villages ringing in towns can conjure these, uh, duende, essentially. Like, I'm assuming church bells, maybe? 
which is but like I said, it's just it's just like all the the ancient cultures praying to their god for rain, you know, praying yeah. for this, praying for this. It's the same thing. Yeah. And we had the the weird of the uh, like salting women thing. We did that one on the weird, I forget what it is, the weird entities or whatever, where we talked about like Springhield Jack and stuff. Yeah, I remember Springhield. There was one of them that was would run around groping women and cutting their clothes yep. and shit. Yep. So either either these this lore is evolving as it go gets further closer to our time, or I mean these things, whatever these things are, have the ability to change themselves. So it would be impossible to pin down what's happening. Right, exactly. Um, so weird. You, and it's, it's also interesting that like with a lot of different encounters, you have some that are helpful and some of them that are just pricks. You have one, for example, the, the Traskos. These little ones are the ones that like to steal or hide things in your homes. They also like to hide in trees and throw things like pebbles or sticks at you. Sometimes they even throw seeds at you. So it makes you wonder every once in a while, you know, when you're standing next to a, a tree or something like that, and you, you feel a little pepper from a seed or or something out of nowhere, and you're like, where the fuck did that come from? It makes you wonder if when you do an episode on forks going missing, not long after that, you, your forks go missing. Your forks go missing, and then one of you have a reoccurring issue with a bean dropping in your home, which is also essentially a seed. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. That is <laughs> fucking weird. That is fucking weird. <laughs> that is weird. That is fucked up. <laughs> I didn't think about that. It's weird. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised at this point, though. I wonder how long this... I, we need to go back in the timelines and see when we were dealing with Harrison and his flutes. And yeah. and his, like, his shit getting messed with on his back porch and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How, maybe we were looking in the wrong direction this whole time. Might have been. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't <laughs> doubt it. Uh, would be part of the course it, it, but it, it, we do hear a lot more negative shit unfortunately like in Portugal and Latin America along with some of the American lore these beings will attempt to lure your children into the woods in other parts of the world it seems that children are the ones who can easily see them which is really bizarre because like Steve and I had discussed uh the other day, there was a night, my daughter was sick, mind you, but my wife was telling me how she had was having a conversation with the Tooth Fairy. Which essentially right. is a fae. Right. <laughs> Fucking what? Crazy. crazy. So from here, <laughs> we're going to get into these... Well, and then furthermore, on my daughter, what about the chicken monster? Yeah, I was thinking that. I thought, that's where you're, I thought that's where you're going until I forgot that she was talking to the tooth fairy. Yeah. Which in her mind, she could have seen any sort of fey being and her little brain. She's immediately going to link it to a tooth fairy. Oh, yeah. Because it's the only 100%. thing she has to, the only thing she has to compare it to. 
Absolutely. What? Without question. Without question. This makes uh, my brain hurt. It's fascinating. We're under so, Faye attack right now. Well, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. That's, uh, there's that's more evidence. There's more evidence for than against. No, I, no, no, no. I'm saying I'm not going to doubt that we are or aren't. <laughs> However, I don't know what road to choose in handling that. I feel like you brought it on yourself collecting gnomes. Now, that's not real. Yeah, but you did you you did have a strange fascination with gnomes prior to the show ever starting. Oh, that that's truth. Yeah, that's definitely true. I do like little lawn gnomes. So, but see, that's the thing. They should be nice to me because I respect them. That's true. Maybe they're protecting us from the bad paranormal. Coolest visual ever. Oh, that's all I got to say. There's a bunch of little badass lawn gnomes. Yeah. Fucking up. Shadow people You're and right. wendigos and stuff. I'm good with that. Yeah. yeah. 100% good. It is weird so, how all the phenomenon can be tied to things we experience. It is strange. It's strange and it's not. Yeah. I don't know that I like it. I'm kind of impartial right now. Yeah. It's a it's a ever ever evolving feeling. It yeah. It just kind of depends that. on what you're going through. I get that. I just don't like the idea of little things like running around just taking stuff from my house, I guess. Yeah. Not even I mean, not even that they're taking cool. it, but just that they're not letting us know that they're taking it. And that makes yeah. us Makes me feel crazy. Like some things, some things I don't mind. Like if, if you need to borrow a rubber band, by all means, borrow a rubber band. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Don't borrow our kids. That or car keys, stuff like that. But kids, yeah, most importantly, kids, don't, yeah. do not do that. Yeah. So from there, we'll get into some experiences that I was able to find. Some of the interesting ones. Um, the first one is pretty wild. You have a woman that moved and I, I almost feel like I've talked about this one before, but I'm not hundred percent sure. Regardless, here we go. You have a woman that moved down to Texas. She moved down there because her husband's family actually lived down there and they were able to acquire some land next to the rest of the family. So they built a house down there and went down there to enjoy their life. One day she decides she's going to take the children and go for a walk. Now, as she gets outside, she sees an unfamiliar word carved into the mud. It says Chinta. C-H-E-N-T-A. Anybody knows what that means? Please let me know. Because I looked it up and I was unable to find a, a meaning for it. In some languages, it seemed like it meant love. Which... In regards to the rest of this experience, I'm not sure that that would be the right word. Anyways, it seems that, or no, sorry. As they, so as the kids and the mom walk down the road, one of the kids calls out, hey, mom, look at those little people up there. And the mom says she sees five tiny people 
and they're roughly about one and a half or one, yeah, one and a half to two feet tall. These little people are walking around out on this path. She said they wore all white and had white hats. Then, out of nowhere, a four-foot-tall one walks out, and he's dressed in all black. And when he, when he appeared, all of these little ones, like, formed a single-file line and began to walk into the tall grass. From here, things get a little bit out of control. The woman began noticing weird things happening all around the house. She said food would fall over like like in the refrigerator. It was almost like somebody purposely put it on the edge of the shelf in the door. Like it made it lean up against the door. So when she opened the door, it would come tumbling out. Um, she would find tiny footprints on the tile floor that would just lead to the wall and then disappear. Fuck that. <laughs> One day she found the sugar bowl had been dumped over and she found all these tiny little hand, like hands, like they were sticking their hands in the sugar and dragging it across the sugar. That's the disgusting. It's crazy. Terrifying. It gets worse because one day they wake up or no, they, they also found shoes that were missing. However, it was only the left shoe that would ever be missing, which shows, I mean, it shows intent at that point. In my opinion, like you could chalk it up. Like you guys just always misplace your shoes. Like you're just irresponsible. However, it always being the left one kind of makes you go, well, wait a minute. Yeah. And the worst of the bunch. Oh, go ahead. It's just, it's, it's like trickster stuff that they're doing. Like setting the boxes to fall and up until this next one. And you hear in certain alien abduction cases that there is a higher, uh, like a hierarchy, a ranking. Like, like you have your little, oh, yeah. your little drones and then you have a, a bigger, higher ranking. That's true. Entity. Cause you have the little grays that we're all used yes. to, but they also say tall grays and, and they usually fall in line whenever yeah. these other ones show up. Yep. So uh, weird. It is weird. The next one was by far the worst. They woke up one morning and found their dog dead. Oh, that's not cool. All around the dog were tiny, bloody footprints. No. That led to the window and then disappeared. Nope. From nope. that nope. from that encounter on, they said, fuck this place. They sold it and they ended up moving. And they they haven't had any more experiences. Where was that at? Beyond that. Texas. Didn't give an mm. like a location in Texas, but it was in Texas. That's weird. Definitely weird. And it's, it's like think about how unprovoked that is too. Yeah, like she he did nothing to them other than witness them. Yeah, and that, then it escalated all the way to the point. So it almost makes me wonder if Chinta is, you know, maybe that's some type of derogatory word or. Almost like you're trespassing, like you sh- you should fucking leave. I found because remember one. remember her house would have been the new 
house on the block. So maybe she encroached on their territory. I found one translation, but I don't, I do not know the origin of the language. It almost looks Indian. Like mm-hmm. the closest thing I can come to is Tamil, but Shinta, according to this website, translates to trouble. I mean, that, that makes sense. Yeah. That's a little more appropriate. Which is weird. That that and that's the only one I can find that translates it to that. Which I mean, what in what context would a fey entity in Texas use words that only translate to, to something from India? Right. I don't know if that's right. Like I said, it's just, it's the internet. The only one I can find is I'm sitting here looking, but that I'm like that. It it was almost like a warning. Uh, Yeah. And like I said, that's appropriate. Yeah. And like I said, and it seems like, it seems like these little Duende slash whatever they are, they are extremely territorial and they do not like you. Like you said, with the Icelandic road commissioner, he goes around their, their, quote unquote structures for a reason. It's not, it's not for no reason. Yeah. Spending thousands of dollars, probably tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars to go yep. to move your road instead of move some rocks. Yep. Just for a reason. Yeah. Wild. Wild. The next one is fucking bizarre. So you have two brothers and one night they are trying to go to sleep. The older brother is asleep in the bedroom. They share a bedroom. They're young boys. And the older brother is asleep. The younger brother is trying to go to sleep. Well, he starts to get paranoid that something's watching him. So he scans around the room just like anybody would. And as he looks over to the doorway, he notices a small three-foot entity wearing what he describes as like a monk outfit, like the the old school monk with the hood. And he's like, I, I could not see even, he even notes almost like the, uh, the beings from star Wars that wear the cloaks can't see their face at all. He said, you, you couldn't, you couldn't see the face because it casted a shadow. So like you literally couldn't make anything out, but he says this being like literally just kind of walks by. And when it walks out of view, he starts to panic. So he goes over to his brother and he wakes his brother up, says, Hey man, I just saw something walk in front of the door and it had a like a, a cloak, a monk style outfit on, couldn't see its face. It's really bizarre. It's not supposed to be here. The older brother most likely was thinking he's having a nightmare, you know, whatever. So he's like, Hey, just climb in bed with me. You know, we'll go back and we're going to go back to sleep. However, the being passes by the door and now both brothers can see it. So as they're both, they're both just watching. And I guess from their bedroom, 
they could see into what I would assume would be like a dining room area because they said this being walks over to the table where a, a little science kit had been left out and started. I was, it had like a, it's one of those science kits that came with a, like a light bulb and you, you could wire it together, you know, and switch it on and off and what have you. They said the being walked over to it and started to examine it and then began to turn the light on and off several times until essentially it got bored with this and it walks around and stands behind one of the chairs. And when it was behind this chair, it was looking into the bedroom at the boys. They couldn't see it. Like they couldn't visually see the eyes looking at them, but the, they were like, you, you could definitely feel its gaze. And as it's, it's standing there, they, the way they describe it is it's pulling the chair ever so it's either pulling the chair closer to it or it's pulling itself closer to the chair. So it, as this thing, like it gets the chair all the way up against its chest. And as, as it does, as, it, as he's, he's as close as he can get to this chair, the being then climbs on top of the chair like at the very top of the chair, the backrest of the your kitchen chair. Believe it or not, and this is both witnessed by the boys, this thing turns into a pair of pants and drapes itself over the chair. What the fuck? Furthermore... To make it even more bizarre, the next morning, the boys got up and talked to their mom. And the mom admitted to every night she leaves a pair of pants draped over that chair for her father, for the, for the father, the dad of these children. For when he goes to work the next day. That's terrifying. Explain that one. Because you could you could you could say the boys were fucked up by the pair of pants, right? However, you cannot explain the fact that this thing they they both visually saw it walk in front of the door, go play with the science experiment. And then turn itself into something that always gets laid onto that fucking chair. Yeah. yeah. And if it, it, it made itself like it's, it's classic, like mimic shit, which according to the Lord, they do, they change themselves into animals. They change their size. They change this. They change that. What's to say they can't change into inanimate objects. And yep. the fact that it was that, in tune with the everyday lives of that family that it know it knew that it could change itself into that pair of pants and no one in the family would question it. Yep. And it, one of the, the older brother even got up after it turned itself into a pair of pants and walked over to investigate it. And it was just like a normal pair of pants. Dude, bro is way, way more brave than I am. <laughs> For sure. 
It is so strange. I probably would have sat there and stared at it until I fell back asleep. <clears throat> yeah. If yeah. I was able to fall asleep. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, how easy would it be to write it off as a dream when you woke up the next day? Yep. Oh, 100 Yeah, easy. Especially if you fell back asleep. So weird. Yeah. And it's, like, in, in I, I read a few accounts that were, you know, neither good or bad. You know, there were cases where people have been out in the woods walking, and they'll notice a small person following them. In some cases, it's said that these beings will actually help you find your way if you were to get lost. But it seems like most people, even though they notice them, they never acknowledge their existence. They just kind of keep going about their routines. Um, It does seem, though, that if you notice them, they may start popping more into your life for whatever reason. Hmm which can be unwanted depending on the particular being. I read a story where there was a couple and they were driving at night and they saw the wife was driving. They saw a small creature wearing a pointed hat cross the road right in front of them. (laughs) The, The husband describes it as looking like menacing. He said its skin was like a dark brown or gray, and it had this monstrous face to it. Like, it was just really disturbing to see. The husband asked the wife, he was like, all right, did you just see something cross the road? Because he thought that she hadn't. Because as this all unfolds, as this being jumps across the road, she didn't hit the brakes. She didn't swerve. Nothing. It was like she was 100% prepared to run this thing over. <laughs> Can't say I blame her. <laughs> yeah. So that's why he thought, okay, I must just be seeing things. I'm going to ask her. And she goes, yes. And he's like, so what exactly did you see? She said, I saw a little person wearing a wizard hat cross the street in front of us. <laughs> I don't, I don't even know. Like you, you can't get that confused with anything else. No. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to write it off. Maybe it was a coyote with mange. No, No. 100% was not. No, not at all. Not even close. So weird. Dude. And both of these people in the car college professors and they they will not they will not reveal their written names because they were afraid that there would be some type of blowback on their career which there probably would be oh yeah 100 percent. that shit is so weird i read another one where a father told his child as he got older he said one day when you were a baby you would always wake up crying in the middle of the night. Well, there was a older woman in the neighborhood and apparently she was able to see or feel these paranormal accounts. And she was telling the father that a duende 
was in the neighborhood pestering children like the little shit he was. <laughs> so the husband said the old lady offered to basically protect the child from it for free. And once she, she or once they intervened, because the husband took part in that too, her husband. And once they did, the, the kid never had any issues at all from that point on. That's A, that's awesome that this woman is such a badass. Right. She just calls him like she sees him. And B, I wonder what she did to deter the encounters. To like ward them it was, it was more of what her husband did, if I remember correctly. And I don't remember the exact word they used. So I'm not going to, I'm not even going to pretend that I know, but I know she, she was more of like the, the one that could feel it. And he was the one that was able to come up with, uh, you know, solutions to the problem, so to speak. That is awesome. Uh, I read another one where the Duende would, would, was pestering people in a house like this, like the way it was described was almost like this little, this little fucker was using a taser. This guy, he said he kept feeling these little zaps because he's over at his buddy's house, hanging out on the couch, kept feeling these little zaps. And he kept bringing it to his friend's attention. Like, dude, what the fuck? Why am I, why do I keep getting zapped right now? The dude that owned the house was like, dude, just chill. It's not, it's not a big deal. And he's like, what the fuck you mean chill? So it keeps happening. And finally the guy like fucking finally freaks out. He loses his shit. And he's like, dude, chill. He usually only messes with me. What the fuck are you talking about? What are you on drugs right now? And he's like, dude, there's a Duende in the house. He typically only messes with me. Chill the fuck out. My wife and child haven't said anything about it yet. So please stop giving this attention. I do not want it to move on to my wife or child because then she's going to want to move. And I can't fucking afford that right now. <laughs> what? Dude, and that's when we were talking earlier, I was looking through the list of Duendes and there was one called Trinantes, which translates to Thunderer. These Duendes have the ability to make thunder and lightning. Nice. Which would be your would be your shocker there. Yeah, oh yeah. For sure. But also, uh, what else? What other entity has the ability to make thunder and lightning? I mean, Thor. Which is a... It's a god. Yeah, it's weird, man. It's definitely weird. There's a lot of similarities there. So um, I actually have quite like at least three more stories, so I'm going to try to burn through them real quick. Two of them are short. Uh, there was another report where, just like in our Bigfoot braid story, where Bigfoot was braiding the hair of horses, sometimes these... Duende will braid the hair of, of people. They'll wake up with braids in their hair. That's which kind of seems 
relatively Weird. appropriate. Yeah. Uh, Which we, we did hear that a little bit when we were in our Bigfoot encounter. The twin days yeah. would twin days were known to do this. Right. Uh, you want, you touch on, we talked about earlier about how they can mimic voices and stuff. One time this dude was going through a walk or going for a walk and he began to hear his name being called to him. So as they began to investigate, he realized the voice was coming from underground underneath of him. So after he figures out where this voice is coming from, it changes from his name being called to an actual dialogue. The thing was like, hey, there's a cave opening just around the way. You should come in here. And he's, he, he said at that point, he's like, fuck this. And he turned around and he ran back home. Which is what I would say. The same guy said that his uncle, who was a fucking hard ass, comes home one day in a panic, claiming a bunch of little people attacked him. He apparently shot at him a few times and it Let's didn't do go. anything to any of them. They Dang chased it. him all the way home until he got past his gate. Now, mind you, I did not say what type of gate it was, but I'd be interested to find out what it was made of. The little people did not go past this gate for whatever reason. When the person telling the story went out to investigate his uncle's claims, he saw a bunch of tiny footprints right outside the gate. I hate that, that they leave footprints. <laughs> but if you look into the Hellier activity, look into the Hopskinville goblins, they're all said to came from caves or abandoned mines. Yep. They also left footprints. Yep. Creepy. Well, apparently goblin also kind of fits into the description of the Duende. Yeah. Yep. I was just, I was just reading this. Um, there is a, another species that are, have big heads and big hands, which I mean, big heads sound like E.T. Grays. Yeah. So weird. The last one I have here is a pretty wild account. You have, and this one is kind of reminiscent to the Iceland, Icelandic uh, road commissioner. So one day you have some children that were playing hide and seek. One of these, and they're playing out in the woods at their aunt's house, I believe. One kid decides, I guess there's a cavity in a tree and he's like, Oh, this is a perfect place to hide. So he climbs into this old tree. The elders of the area knew of the Duende and before the kids went out to play hide and seek, they even warned the children, Hey, when you're out in the woods and if you, if you come across an area that looks like the Duende lives there, say tabby, tabby, ponono, meaning pardon or excuse me, little people. Little kid did what a little kid does and just completely ignores this. Hides inside the tree for a rather long time. So, so long that everybody just gave up looking for him. They couldn't find him. 
Later on, he began to not feel very good. From this point, he was damn near in a coma for three days. They took him to a local hospital, and the hospital couldn't figure out what was wrong with him. Eventually, they took him to a witch doctor, and as soon as they brought him in, the doctor knew something was wrong. The witch doctor put an inch or two of water in a tub and lit a candle. She poured oil in the water as well. The witch doctor then pours the wax from the candle into the water and the oil mixture, and as she did this, it began to form a tree with the boy inside the tree. From here, five duendes surrounded that tree and were throwing things at the boy. The witch doctor told the family to take a basket of fruit and say the words tabby tabby ponono and all should be well. Once they did this, everything was fine. He recovered. What does that mean again? Uh, excuse slash pardon me, little people. Dude, that's so weird. Which is kind of the same thing as the road commissioner going around their area. What do you say? Like, what do you do when you say, excuse me, you usually go around. Yeah. Bro, it's, I don't even know. It's weird, dude. And what's weirder is that I was was thinking, and when if you look into Faelor, you will hear accounts of people working with the Fae. They will specifically say they're working with it. Ironically enough, it almost sounds like to a degree, people working with demons, essentially. Because you have to be very careful and mindful of how you work with the Fae. But I was thinking, we, you don't really hear too many good encounters with the Fae. And that's weird for that's, that's or good encounters of the Duende, the Fae, whatever. You just really don't hear about it for whatever reason. And it makes me wonder if we hear of the negative ones because they are so unreal to that degree and traumatizing. And when things are traumatizing, we like to get things off our chest. We like to tell that story. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I know exactly where you're going. Furthermore, for the, the other side of that coin, if someone is working with the Fae, and having good encounters, why would they share that message? Bingo. Why take the risk of making them angry? Right? Like why, when you have a infinite supply of buckwheat pancakes, that will not go away unless you tell somebody about it. Why would you tell somebody about it? Yeah, which is a really great, I mean, that's, that's, I didn't think about that, but that's a fucking fantastic example. Fantastic example. 100% lines up. It's nail on the head. I didn't even think about it at the time, but it's 100% nail on the head. It's exactly where my brain was going. Yep, 100% lines up. And I think, I really do think that's why we don't hear more good encounters because there's, it's almost like there's an NDA between them and whoever's working with them. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. As as soon as you said that, it clicked in my brain. I said, I know exactly where you're going with this. 
Yeah, I, I, I forgot you had told me about that. I didn't even remember it when I wrote it. And I was just thinking, I'm like, man, because you, you don't hear about somebody that's like, yeah, I have the fae cleaning up my fucking house or doing this, doing that. You don't hear about it at all. Yeah. So and I really weird. do think there's something to it that, and those are, those are all good, positive encounters. They want to keep it. And, and I bet it. it is. I bet it is. They probably said, Hey, or these packs are made to keep, be kept under wraps. Yeah. Oh yeah. hundred percent. I did find a little piece that I'll add here at the end, which I think is interesting that it ties another realm into this whole plethora of whatever these Duendes are. So the first to deal extensively with goblins is a person by the name of Fray Antonio de Fuente La Pena. That's a hell of a name. It was recorded in 1676 in the, the manuscript, the elusive, the elucidated entity unique new discourse that shows that there are invisible, irrational animals in nature. So who this guy was delving into some of this weirdness, right? Mm-hmm. What was he by trade? A demonologist. That's weird, but it, it fits. I mean, especially for the time it fits. And in the, in the account, it's said that all the goblins disappeared with the bull of the Holy Crusade. I look up the bull, what a, what a crusade bull is. A bull is an official document issued by the Pope. So what would these things want with something of that religious standing? I don't know. I don't know. Even know if we'd be able to find a copy of whatever this thing is. If it's translation, I mean, shit, it's over 500 years old. I mean, what the fuck is it? Is it like a damn declaration of war? Like, Hey asshole, you guys don't stop fucking around. We're coming after you. I don't know. Like it could be. The bull of the Tell me how that works. Tell me how that works. You write a letter to the goblins and they're like, all right, fuck it, we're out. Unless it had nothing to do with the goblins that we know of. It's it's worded so weird on the wiki. It's said that all the goblins disappeared with the bull of the Holy Crusade. Almost like they took it, right? Yeah. With or it was used, used on them. Or it was used against them. I'm not sure which way, which would yeah. in, in turn fall it in. It implies one of the two, though. Yeah. Which both have very interesting and very different consequences. Yeah. Where whatever... When, this, I, you know, when I think of the bowl of crusade, I don't think of a letter, though. That's why I looked it up, because I'm like, what the hell is a bowl of a crusade? And it, it is an official document signed and sent from the Pope, who is, in Catholicism, pretty much the dude... Below the Trinity, you know, like right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. But if it if it was lost in translation and it was an actual bull, well, there you're bartering at that point. A bull, b u l o. Oh, I thought you were saying bull like oh, a bull you 
eight out of bull b u l l of the holy crusade gotcha okay that that makes that's a little bit different then yeah which is it's a term of the time that is a letter signed and sent from the pope it's strange well, uh here's another fucking thought since we're on the conjunction of uh, all realities if you think about it what if that's not any different than the government's making packs with the aliens? Bada bing. Because that could essentially be the same fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Hey, we'll give you this. Here text. is a written agreement. We'll get, and, and go back to <clears throat> why we only hear about negative Duende Fey encounters. Why do we only hear about negative alien encounters? Because yep. they probably are like, hey, world governments, we'll share this tech with you if you shut the fuck up. Furthermore, here's another creepy thought. We are Not hollow that it's running related. now. We are hollow Bro, running. I got my brains firing. So if you run with that and you look in today's world, what's when you think of aliens, what do you think of? Right out of the gate. Aliens and UFOs. You think of abductions. Mm -hmm. And there's a government uh, agreement for it, yada, yada, yada. Well, ironically enough, the Fae slash Duende slash whatever the fuck you want to call it, they also abduct people. They just take children. And sometimes full-grown people. Right. But it's it's hot in, in Fay lore for the changeling yeah. situation. Like, that's a yeah. big, big stapling, you know, yeah. that's where my brain first goes. So it's, it's disgusting to think that there may have been ancient oh. deals with the Pope. Bro, if we want to go hella conspiratorial... What if there still are agreements with whatever these entities are with world governments? Then you get into missing people, human trafficking, child trafficking. Oh, I could 100% believe that. There's a lot of fucking people that are never, ever, 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 ever found. Ever. What if they are being used as like barter currency with whatever these things are? Well, a few years ago, I may I may have said you're fucking crazy. However, in current times, I'm not going to say that. Not only from what we've learned and experienced, but like we were talking prior to this, it literally feels like the fabric of reality is unraveling as we speak there's so much shit every day that blows your mind they're like this should not be real even though i believe in all this shit this should not be real one day i should have someone look at me and go you're dumb here is what you're actually seeing and we can prove it and then i go damn i've been dumb 
for all of these years. However, it's not turning out that way. It's 100% turning into the fact that, hey, Kyle, you're not dumb. You're actually right. And that in itself is my explosion territory. I don't know. I The only thing, I mean, we do get called dumb in reviews sometimes. Well, I mean, they're not necessarily wrong. However, a different context. Yeah. However, I mean, the government is coming out little by little and admitting things. More and more people are opening up about things. So weird. Fucking TV is creating documentaries on Skinwalker Ranch and shit like that. It's so weird that the two, especially, especially Fae lore and UFO lore run so parallel with each other. There's some tight in parallels so for sure. many aspects. So fucking weird. It is weird. And I, I honestly, I couldn't draw the dots. We just cracked why they it. run so similar. Unless they're the same thing. They could be. I don't like it for my brain, but I'm not going to argue that it. they might be. It could but be it the just same, seems like the same thing with people just experiencing it differently. Could be. Now, that's a little bit more down a curious avenue. What if these uh, fake creatures shape, shape shift into fucking aliens and UFOs? I don't know, man. I don't know. And then you hear more and more people saying that it's all one. One energy consciousness thing that is creating all of these different scenarios. I, I heard a theory that humans are so in like, like there's whatever this, whatever the phenomena is, be it a million different entities or be it one singular source, their consciousness is separate from ours. So call it non-human consciousness. Whereas human consciousness is so different from theirs that we stand out like a light in the middle of nothing. Like what is different about these creatures over here, which is what draws them to us. I can see that. I could fuck with that. I could fuck with that. Yeah. And supposedly all of humanity's consciousness is connected. Somehow, some way we are all on a quantum level. We are all essentially connected. Did we just open a door into governmental trafficking, NDA, bartering human beings with aliens in the Fae? I'm, I'm pretty sure we just crossed that line. <sighs> I think it's definitely safe to say there's no coming back from that one. Yeah. Yeah. This is where we go. This is this. Welcome to Hollow Sky, everyone. If this is your first episode tuning in, this is what happens. This is what happens. We go from Fade Dwinde lore of 
elves washing their hair in the spring to government bartering systems with entities using human currency. That's kind of how we do. Happy Monday, everybody. <laughs> that I think was, that about does it. We, I don't, I, in my brain, this is not where I expected this to go. Me either, but I had fun. <laughs> when we took off. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Banger. Kyle bringing, good. Kyle bringing the, good. like an elemental heat on this one. I love it whenever I, I write something and I'm like, eh, it's going to be okay. And then we do it and it's way better than I even <laughs> thought it was going to be. I love when that happens. That's fucking awesome. We want to hear about it, Holocult, because. <sighs> yeah. Where, where, which one of these strings that all cross do we, do we eliminate? How can, how can we pull, pull these apart? Because right now. Everything's crisscrossing in places we don't want them to. Facts. So, yeah, check us out on all our socials. You know where they are. Listen to us for this regular show on Monday. Night Shift Recap Tuesdays. Hang out with us Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Central on YouTube. Live for the Night Shift. Thursdays, our listener encounters drop. Do us a favor and share this show everywhere. This specific episode. Share it away. We'll see what happens with it. And until we meet again, stay safe, stay weird. And when you are making barters with the Fae, make sure that the world governments don't have their hands in it as well.